Hello and welcome to another episode of the very special Rock Sound Awards podcast powered by emp.co.uk. I'm Will Cross, junior editor at the magazine and the host of our regular weekly Friday podcast. Before we do anything else, just in case you don't know, head to awards.rocksound.tv right now to pick up our Rock Sound Awards bundles featuring all 10 of our Rock Sound Award winners on 10 limited edition individual special covers. Absolutely amazing. Also featured exclusive interviews and photos. Posters from their Roxanne Awards cover shoots, a 2018 calendar, Roxanne Awards sticker, top 50 releases of 2017. So, so much to get involved with. Awards.roxanne.tv. But today, oh man, our friends and yours, we adore this band. Another very special award. So this is the Power of Music Award. So we want to honour a band that has a particularly amazing and inspiring connection with its fans. And together they've created and done things that are absolutely amazing and super, super inspiring. That band are the main. We absolutely love them. We caught up with John O'Callaghan to chat everything about that about setting up their own label and then writing lovely little lonely which is an amazing eclectic album and heading out on the road and just doing everything for their fans and doing it the right way so here we go our chat with the amazing john o'callaghan of the main our rock sound power of music award winners here we go well, it's a very special interview. I'd like to present to you the Rock Sound Power of Music Award. So the Power of Music Award um, is based on bands doing amazing things uh, alongside their fans and kind of joining together to create something really amazing. We feel that you guys really did that with Love Little Lonely. So how does it feel to have won the award? Oh, man. Um, I, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, you know, for me, awards are always... Um, they're never something that you should think about um, unless it's directly impacting you as far as, you know, being voted by the people that dig what you do or, you know, so, so for me, it, it's really special because um, you guys are more so, uh, you know, acknowledging the people that make it all possible for us. And to me that that's more important than anything else is, is that, um, I guess throughout our music and throughout, you know, being in the band, it's, it's, for me, music has always been there. It's always been some sort of constant immovable force, um, in my life, even before we started making music. And it's always been, um, the thing that, that, you know, was, was, was there when my, you know, my uncle died and there when I, you know, uh, graduated high school and, and even when you know when other people won't and, and I think that for us our music um, we really just try to make it inclusion you know inclusive and um, and and hopefully it's some sort of 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 sign that like you know you're not alone so it is humbling to get the award, um, mostly because, it, like I said, it's acknowledging um, it's acknowledging the group that's allowing us to do it still. So it's uh, it's really special. Oh man, that's so so awesome. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I guess to take the album then. Uh, so we get into that a little bit, and I kind of like the process of how it came together and kind of what was what was the story of it essentially. So. 
it, Love Little Lonely has been hugely successful potentially your, your most successful and loved album to date um, and the fan reaction has transformed with it into you know complete devotion the shows have been amazing you know the uh, reaction to the songs and the album has been absolutely overwhelming um, and all of that's been a result of being totally DIY you know you left the labels behind uh, and you had your fan backing like you said do you think it's a hugely important message that you know what you've done with the band and fans coming together can create something amazing and kind of counteract everything else like the labels and all that stuff you know i i think um i think subconsciously even for us it, it was it, it's it's a learning experience in that i think it's um I don't know. There's a couple things. I don't think you should ever do anything um, for the sake of of, of of monetary value. Like you should never put um, a price tag on your passion. And I think that um, you know, fortunately, we got to see through a lot of our bullshit phase. You know, where either we were being bullshitted or we were bullshitting people and. Um, you know, that's just, that comes with the territory when you're younger. And I think that, um, you know, I don't know. I, I think that it, it really, it's, it's kind of like one of those, um, I guess you don't really have perspective until you're on the other side of it kind of things. And, and for us, it's, you know, it's empowering because, um, to see the reaction and to feel it the way we have not only on this record, but on the past couple, um, it's been, you know, it's, it's really kind of breathing, um, new life into, into old lungs, um, kind of each, each go around. So I think, um, yeah, if there's redeeming, redeeming qualities about what we've been able to do, I think it's, it's, um, never being apologetic for for just going out and trying you know i think that like right now especially people are so quick to judgment and um you know and so quick to scrutinize and i think that some of the people that we're, we're judging and, and putting under the microscope are people that are actually trying you know in the land of of famous people being famous for being famous it's like you know if somebody's going out to make music or make you know take pictures or you know create paintings um whether or not whether or not you you know you dig it it's like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> you know it's like you're you know clicking double clicks on your instagram or whatever it's like I think that it's important for people to try and to fail and, and the, you know, for, for the s small success that we're experiencing right now, we've had plenty of failures along the way too. So, um, yeah, I think just, just trying, man, it's, it's important. <laughs> it's important because if you stop trying, you're going to turn into a bunch of fucking thumbs and we're all going to just be thumbs clicking <laughs> buttons and fucking liking and disliking things and commenting and stuff. So, yeah. 
Amazing. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. I, I mean, did it feel especially gratifying as well, that success? Because obviously after having a difficult relationship with labels and also it being a, a huge risk to kind of leave that behind and do it, you know, set out on your own. Um, did it feel very gratifying that that has paid off? Um, you know, it, it, it's never felt like, uh, like, look, we told you so because, <laughs> yeah. because it's, it was never about that. It was always about, um, creative freedom, you know? And so once we were kind of liberated from, uh, from underneath the palm, I think it was like, it was just more so f- uh, an inward focus of what we were doing and, um, now I think more than ever we're trying to embrace, um, you know, the eighty-one twenty-three culture and and really raising that higher than everything else, um, because they are our record label now, you know. So it, it's one of those. I don't know. It, you, you don't. I guess for us, we were promised. And, and told that we were going to have the world, you know. And when you're young, you think, wow, you know, you're going to be on the radio and you're going to be massive and all this stuff. And I think for us, seeing it through, um, what we've got going right now is, is far more precious than, than you know, flash-in-the-pan success. So, um yeah, it's never been in spite. I mean, maybe for the first week of trying to get off the label, it was in spite. And Pioneer was maybe in spite, but um, it really, yeah, it really, it, it really just derives from being uh, that that necessity to to be able to create whatever you want, you know. Yeah, definitely. So was what did a lot of the troubles come from you being creatively limited then and that people weren't letting you do what you wanted to do musically and and you know and creatively? Yeah, man, it was just everything. And and I just think that we figured out that being on a record label in the traditional sense wasn't for us. And then maybe never was. Um we learned a ton, you know, and and we we have a lot of people that we still credit a lot too, um, you know, people over at Fearless Records, and that was huge for us when we were starting out. And, um, but I I think that that we just realized early that we don't want to be told what pictures we we have to take and what we have to dress up like in them, and I think that we've done a great job of of making ourselves look terrible (laughs) you know (laughs) like we don't need somebody to tell us like you have to keep your hair long and you have to you know what I mean so it's like I think it was just everything it was all encompassing and um yeah you know I don't know where it goes from here but I, I know it's about innovation and it's about it's about sidestepping um kind of that 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 carpool lane that everybody seems to be in, you know, where it's just like kind of just autopilot at this point for a lot of people. And and we're heavily focused on, on heading the opposite direction or even just sidestepping all complete. You know, I think that that's something that we've learned is that in everything, when people start to follow the trends, um, 
you know, it's it's rather easy to just do something slightly different and be revered as like groundbreaking, you know, like innovators. It's it's like it's pretty crazy to me. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, because did that give you guys a real kind of second lease of life in a way? Because I remember last time we spoke, you said that uh, Love a Little Lonely and American Candy kind of almost felt like a new start for the band. Um, was it in a creative sense? Was it like, were you, were you having fun again? Because you, know, you were saying you were pulling from so many different eras of music that you love. Was it a real way to kind of fall in love with music again? Yeah, I think um, especially when we recorded with Brendan Benson on Forever Halloween, um, just to be around somebody with um, a vast knowledge of music and just an appreciation for it in general, like like he had, was so inspiring and um, you know just just to be in the same room with somebody that loves um, like deeper cuts of Bowie than you'd ever heard, and you're like, wait, I. You know, like I thought I had an appreciation for it. It's like, yeah, it's just, I think that, that music certainly, um, like just, just was kind of thrown back into, um, into the light for us. And, and I don't, I don't necessarily think it was like on the back burner ever, but I think that once we realized that, Hey, we're a band and we can hang with, um, you know, people that play with, with some of the best players in the world, then I think that that like gave us a confidence boost as well. And, and yeah, it's, it's, it's been, uh, it's, it's, it's felt nice for the past, you know, five, six years. So amazing yeah because did that really affect how you wrote Love a Little Lonely as well that work well you know do, doing all that work with Brendan and and the fact that like I say you're pulling from so many different eras in such a kind of unique sound and then the album kind of when it was finished it, it feels such a kind of hugely cohesive kind of all killer no filler album and we touched on that last time as well did it have a real direct effect on creativity then that you felt like you could literally do anything and and you know explore all these different sides to your band yeah I mean I think what it actually did was was helped um, help me focus a little bit more as far as the sound and um, not saying that we didn't take chances and, and didn't get a bit risky with this record, but I feel like it was far more reserved than than some of our leaps from record to record had been in the past. Um, and not only did did you know working with 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 Brennan and and um, that not only did that kind of shape it, but I think that it also just the feeling that we got from American Candy helped shape it, and the people that um, you know were coming out and digging what we were doing shaped it. And I think that that was like something that I certainly wanted to to kind of compound. Um, you know, off of and, and kind of keep that feeling going. Um, so yeah, I think it was like a a, a combination of, of, you know, the support that we had been shown and, and just, um, the people we'd met along the way. 
Amazing, yeah, because that's really shown as well. As I mentioned earlier in the chat, um, at your shows, especially this year, I mean, like Coco in London was absolutely insane. Have you really felt that connection with your fans, and especially since the album's been out and people have been able to absorb it and really connect with the songs? Has that been really tangible? You know, for me, it's it's always the road is always the most tangible. So um, I've certainly felt this. Mm, kinetic energy from like this just the release i would say and i can pinpoint it um we did a show of a college show on american candy in florida and we played with um i think it was with mayday parade it was like a warp tour pre-show so like warp tour was doing a, a couple college gigs and um kevin uh, Lyman was like speaking at some of them and he invited us to play and I just remember being on stage and, and that being kind of the moment um, for me that was like I don't know just kind of awakening um, and and from then on uh, especially that warp tour that we did on American Candy it was kind of just like this I don't know, just talking to people and, and seeing crowds and, and um, feeling their energy just has kind of, it hasn't let up, which is really, that's tangible to me. You know, that's, uh, you know, seeing the tattoos, seeing the, you know, the posters created, the, just feeling the the energy and, and talking to people after the shows, that's, um, that's the real stuff. And, and that's been, I think, you know, far more buzzy than it's ever been in our, in our career. So, or maybe, maybe it's similar to kind of how we started out. Um, but it just seems more authentic now for some reason. It's probably because we're, you know, 10 years older, but it's, uh, yeah, it's a really it's a really nice feeling. So in that sense, then, it, in terms of it almost feeling a little <laughs> bit like the very early days of the band, is it that there's just there, that excitement's there, and like you say, but then with that experience you've had, and is that I guess that must have led to a very proud feeling, and that you know this is essentially what you've built, and you're here with your fans, and it's a real community almost. Yeah, man, I think that um, when we started out, you know, it was. Uh, we were 18 and our fans were, you know, some of them 14, 13, you know, like little young beginning to be teenagers. Um, and some of those people from 10 years ago have stuck around 10 years and it's been insane to kind of grow up with them and, um, I don't know. Not that uh, I'm not saying that it means more now, you know, but I think that um, for me personally, I I certainly believe us more now. Um, and I know that sounds weird, but it, it's such an uh, an odd age to be at, you know, 18 and um, be writing songs as if you know anything. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like that's it's that's bullshit. Like 
and ain't no 18 year old knows and it's like even what's his name from daniel johns from silverchair <laughs> like writing a fucking album at 15 are you kidding me Insane. like what can you really be saying like <laughs> like you're you can't even drive legally it's like i don't know i mean that speaks to their genius obviously you know <laughs> like lord and writing it at 17 or what she what she did it's like but there's also a level of that like how am I supposed to believe this as a listener, you know? Um, and we, again, fortunately we got through all that and people allowed us to get through it and, and hopefully got through their own shit along the way. Um, and not to say by any means that we know anything now, cause I'm even probably more a proponent of the idea that I know less than I did now, uh, now than I did back then. <laughs> Because I think I was probably just so arrogant at 18 that I thought I knew. And maybe that's, you know, that arrogant naivety is probably a better place to live in than fucking the depressing head I have on my shoulders now. But I think that, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just, uh, it's, it's psycho that we got to do it this long. And now we're, we're more, uh, you know, the itch is, is, is itchier than ever to fucking make this thing last for as long as it can and, and really try to be, um, something different in, in a fucking sea of all the same, you know? Yeah, for sure, man. As I say, I mean, I, I can't agree more. And I mean, with that in mind, going forward and especially into 2018 and, you know, everything that's happened this year, it sounds like then, I mean, I think last time we spoke, you said you were already putting ideas down for new music and things like that. Um, is, the, like you say, the itch is itchier than ever. Like, is this very much just the spark there to just do as much as possible as you can with the main? Yeah, man. I mean... You should see my room right now. There's shit everywhere. There's Fender Rhodes just sitting right in my... I mean, yeah, there's stuff everywhere. I got to clean up today. But, um, yeah, December 1st, we're we're getting a studio for a year. And that, that'll really be like, you know, any downtime that we have, it'll be going to a studio and, and throwing it all on, on, you know, a wall and seeing what sticks. So, I mean... Um, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. It's like, I think it's, it's a bit intimidating in that, um, here's all the opportunity in the world. And like, you, you know, you've always said you wanted a studio now here it is. And what are you going to do? Um, so that is a little scary in my head, but, um, yeah, I, I don't know. That's, this is, you know, we're a band. And, and we make music and that's what you're supposed to do if you like it you know if you like it and, it, and it's still what you dig then i don't know just dig it oh man that's so exciting i mean as well with all that in mind as well do you, do you hope that bands might look at a situation like you guys have had and the fact that you can go through difficult times but come out the other side and also you know become bigger and not only just survive but do even better and fall more in love with your bands than you were before do you hope other bands maybe take some inspiration from that um no because there'll be less bands <laughs> <laughs> no i'm just kidding um yeah i don't know i don't feel like we're um 
trying to be ambassadors of anything. Um, I think that we're just, we're just trying to do what we're doing. Um, and if, if that accidentally inspires along the way, then, then that's awesome. Um, but I, I really want to stress that it, it's, it's not the same for everyone, you know, it's all relative. So just because we trash record labels doesn't mean that record labels aren't a good idea for any band, you know, and, um, you know, cause it, it absolutely can be a catalyst, you know, and, and, um, I think that you have to figure a lot of it out on your own, um, but I think just knowing that you you don't always have to say yes to everything um, is really important to to hear early and um, and and I think uh, I think people appreciate authenticity and and even subconsciously yourself does so you 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 know you can look in the mirror and and know that you're not being real. And I think that that's very important to to be um, from from the early jump. So, yeah, I don't know. We're 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 certainly not like ambassadors of the DIY method, and you know, it's just uh, it's all relative. So, yeah. So so it kind of it comes down to context uh, across the board, really. Then that, like you say, some things uh, you know can work you know for certain bands at certain points and some things don't and you just have to i guess trust what's right for you then personally yeah absolutely absolutely i think it's uh imperative to kind of follow your intuition and do what feels right and if that's uh yeah whatever that may be amazing yeah because as well like with all that that's happened and kind of having that really positive outlook um and the creative freedom that you've got now as well um has that did it essentially kind of uh, i wouldn't want to say like save the band or anything but just did it did it really um because you said you know so you've got this real fire in the belly again did, was that directly from that you know did it really bring back that fire and you know that want to push forward and do so much because of what's happened this year i mean is it all from essentially all the positive things that have happened um i think uh there are a few things i think realizing one how fragile um life is i think is is definitely empowering and then subsequently i think realizing how fragile being able to do what we do within that life is is even more delicate so um I think that that's just uh, the fire we feel necessary to kind of keep the ball rolling. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it, it's 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 easier to to obviously say, um, "Oh, we're excited when things are going well," you know. And again, it's not like things always have gone well, you know. And and there are times that we've felt like are we should we even do this anymore you know and and those are the moments um you know we're we're, we're probably only a few decisions or, or we were at at some point a few decisions away from not being a band anymore and i think that that's like you know it's just a testament of being on the same page and and believing in something collectively um, the six of us with our manager and, and 
I don't know. Um, yeah, because it, because it certainly is. It's it's easy to say, um, you know, things are good when when everything's comfortable and and you're excited and. Um, it's harder to say it after, you know, we made forever Halloween and, uh, not as many people gave a shit and we felt like we did something special and, and then, you know, have, you know, we had ourselves questioning like, Oh, did we make the right decision and recording together and to tape? And, um, you know, again, it, it's, it, we're just fortunate that we're on this side of it now. Um, but it was really uh, it was constructive at the time, and I think that um, I think those are the moments that probably mattered more than just saying right now uh, we're hungry, you know. And, and those are the ones that we can pull from and say like, look, we took a chance and we took a risk, and and you know it might not have immediately paid off, but uh, we got to see it through. So that was our chat with the brilliant John O'Callaghan of The Main, our Power of Music Rock Sound Award winners, powered by emp.co.uk. Had such a good time chatting to John. So inspiring, really brilliant stuff. So don't forget, awards.rocksound.tv. Head over there right now to order your Rock Sound Awards bundle. So much going on. 10 limited edition individual special covers. All these bands are on there. Absolutely brilliant stuff. Awards.rocksound.tv right now. Pick them all up. Once they're gone, they're gone. Get involved. And check back here tomorrow for our very final Rock Sound Awards winner chat. It's going to be good. See you then.